0: We have another new letter by Bishop Schneider. It sort of pushed back a video that I had planned originally for today until tomorrow, so watch for that because I know you'll like it. But here is the new letter by Bishop Schneider. Here's the uh, title. There is no common faith in God nor common adoration of God shared by Catholics and Saracens. The most erroneous and dangerous affirmation of the Abu Dhabi document on human fraternity World peace and living together is the following quote, The plur- pluralism and the diversity of religions, color, sex, race, and language are willed by God in His wisdom through which He created human beings. This divine wisdom is the source from which the right to freedom of belief and the freedom to be different derives. End quote. It contradicts divine revelation to say that, just as God positively wills the diversity of the male and female sexes and the diversity of nations, so, in the same way, he also wills the diversity of religions. The Abu Dhabi document speaks also about a common faith in God. For instance, quote, It is a document that invites all persons who have faith in God and faith in human fraternity. End quote. Here, the meaning of faith itself is ambiguous, and moreover, the meaning of faith in God is put on the natural level of believing, quote, in human fraternity. End quote. This is theologically wrong and misleading. The meaning of the term faith is given by Jesus Christ himself, hence by divine revelation. There is only, quote, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, see Ephesians 4, chap- chapter 4, verse 5, for all men have not faith, And quote, see Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2. Jesus Christ, the incarnate Son of God, is the author and perfecter of our faith, see Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Whoever does not believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has no faith and does not please God. As the Lord says, quote, Whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God, End quote. See uh, John chapter 3, verse 18. And, quote, Whoever does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains in him. See John chapter 3, verse 36. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says, quote, for a christian believing in god cannot be separated from believing in the one he sent his beloved son in whom the father is well pleased god tells us to listen to him see mark chapter 1 verse 11 the lord himself said to his disciples believe in god believe also in me see john chapter 14 verse 1 reference to catechism paragraph number 151 Faith and belief does not mean the knowledge of God by the natural light of the reason, but a supernatural gift of God, aroused and aided by divine grace, receiving faith by hearing, believing to be true what has been divinely revealed and promised. See the Council of Trent, Decree on Justification, Session 6, Chapter 6. The Church always taught with the First Vatican Council that, quote, the situation of those who by the heavenly gift of faith have embraced the Catholic truth is by no means the same as that of those who, led by human opinions, follow a false religion, end quote. See Dogmatic Constitution De Filius, Chapter 3. The same Council teaches, quote, the perpetual agreement of the Catholic Church has maintained and maintains this too, that there is a twofold order of knowledge, distinct not only as regards its source, but also as regards its object. With regard to the source, we know at the one level, by natural reason, at the other level, by divine faith. With regard to the object, besides those things to which natural reason can attain, there are proposed for our belief certain mysteries hidden in God, which, unless they are divinely revealed, are incapable of being known. End quote. See, Dogmatic Constitution, De Filius, chapter 4. To state that the Saracens adore together with us the one God, nobiscus Deum Adorant, as the Second Vatican Council did in Lumen Gentium number 16, is theologically a highly ambiguous affirmation. That we, ador- that we Catholics adore with the Mohammedans the one God is not true. We do not adore with them. In the act of adoration, we always adore the Holy Trinity. We do not simply adore the one God, but rather the Holy Trinity consciously. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The religion of the Saracens rejects the Holy Trinity. When the Mohammedans adore, they do not adore on the supernatural level of faith. Even our act of adoration is radically different. It It is essentially different, precisely because we turn to God and adore him as children who are constituted with the ineffable dignity of divine filial adoption. And we do this with supernatural faith. However, the Mohammedans do not have supernatural faith. They have only a natural knowledge of God. Their religious text is not the revelation of God, but a kind of anti-revelation of God, because their religious text expressly denies the divine revelation of the incarnation, of the eternal divinity of the Son of God, of the redemptive sacrifice of Christ on the cross, and therefore denies the truth of God, the Holy Trinity. Of course, when a person sincerely adores God, the Creator, as the majority of simple Saracens do, they adore God with a natural act of worship. Based on the natural knowledge of God, the Creator, every non-Christian, every non-baptized person, including a Mohammedan, can adore God on the level of the natural knowledge of the existence of God. They adore, in a natural act of adoration, the same God whom we adore in a supernatural act and with supernatural faith in the Holy Trinity. But these are two essentially different acts of adoration. The one is an act of natural knowledge, and the other is an act of supernatural faith. The acts of adoration and the acts of knowing on which they are based are substantially different, though the object is the same in that it is the same God. Perhaps one could formulate it in this way. Quote, adore God in an act of natural worship, and thus in a way substantially different from what we Catholics do, since we adore God always with supernatural faith. The subjective act of adoration of the Mohammedans is also different because their understanding of God is different from ours. One should bear in mind the fact that they, accepting propositions asserted of God that are not of divine origin, are in danger of offering a false knowledge and a false worship to God even on the natural level. The document of Abu Dhabi speaks of the quote, basis of our common belief in God. End quote. However, those who follow that religion see God as distant, devoid of a personal interrelationship, and this is a very defective idea of God. A considerable portion of the followers of that religion have a distorted and false image of God as one who is unable to communicate personally with us, and whom we cannot truly and personally love as our Father and as our Redeemer. One must also consider the fact that the followers of that religion's conception of Jesus is a rejection of the Christian idea. For their religious text states that God cannot have a son, and so they reject the Incarnation, even if they accept the virgin birth. Therefore, it is as inaccurate to equate their veneration of Jesus with our adoration of him as God incarnate and the Redeemer of mankind. And their veneration of Mary is not the same as our veneration of her as the mother of God. Hence, we cannot learn from them how to relate properly to Jesus or Mary. In addition, their understanding that life is for God is not the same as ours. For Jesus taught that God is our Father, that we live for him, in order to increase our love for him and be happy with him forever. Whereas their conception of living for God is as a slave lives to serve a powerful master. Finally, the adherents of that religion's conception of mercy is different from the Christian conception of mercy, for we are merciful as God the Father was merciful to us, sending his Son to die for us when we are still his enemies, something that the adherents of that religion deny. According to Surah nine hundred twenty nine, the adherents of that religion are to quote. Fight those who do not believe in Allah or in the last day, and who do not consider unlawful what Allah and his messenger have made unlawful, and who do not adopt the religion of truth from those who were given the scripture. Fight until they give tribute, and willingly, while they are humbled." One cannot agree with a thesis that says that a proper reading of their religious text is opposed to every form of violence. First, this is not true simply based on a plain reading of that book. The later surahs of, of that book are very violent toward non-adherents of that religion, and call for the occupation of non-adherents of their religions countries by violence. Even our, in our day, this is well understood by many Saracens to be the legitimate method to read their religious text. Further, the majority of them agree that the later, more violent suras have more authority. Usually, they understand their religious text literally literally, as they have no spiritual or allegorical exegesis. Maybe some exceptional persons, some good scholars will do this, but they do not represent the religion as such. They have no ultimate authority. From the theological point of view, it is, therefore, misleading and confusing that the Roman pontiff signed a common document with with one of their religious authorities using the terms God, Faith, Pluralism and Diversity of Religions, fraternity, though these terms have substantially different meanings in the teachings of their religious text, and in the divine revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Furthermore, one has also to keep in mind the fact that they have no authority to settle disputes with a universal authority, since they have no magisterium, and that there is no authority to represent the religion as such, and there is no central authority in their religion to decide doctrinal questions for all Saracens. The only stable universal fraternity is the fraternity in Christ. Only in Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit he sent, people can truly be children of God and truly say to God, Father, and consequently be truly brethren. Quote, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children... Than heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. See Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 17. The only true and stable peace is the peace of Christ. The following teaching of Pope Pius XI from almost a hundred years ago faithfully transmit what Jesus Christ, our divine teacher and redeemer, and the constant magisterium of the church taught through the ages, and which remain the criteria to which the analysis of the Abu Dhabi document has been submitted. Quote, we do not need a peace that will consist merely in acts of eternal or formal courtesy but a peace which will penetrate the souls of men and which will unite heal and reopen their hearts to that mutual affection which is born of brotherly love the peace of christ is the only peace answering this description let the peace of christ rejoice in your hearts see colossians chapter 3 verse 15 nor is there any other peace possible than that which christ gave to his disciples see john chapter 14 verse 27 for since he is God, he beholds the heart. See, First Kings chapter 16, verse 7. And in our hearts his kingdom is set up. Again, Jesus Christ is perfectly justified when he calls this peace of soul, his own, for he was the first who said to men, All you are brethren. See, Matthew chapter 23, verse 8. He gave likewise to us, sealing it with his own life's blood, the law of brotherly love, of mutual forbearance. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. See John, chapter 15, verse 12. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so you shall fulfill the law of Christ. See Galatians, chapter 6, verse 2. Excerpt from Encyclical Ubi Arcano De Concilio paragraph 33. True peace. The peace of Christ is impossible unless we are willing and ready to accept the fundamental principles of Christianity. Unless we are willing to observe the teachings and obey the law of Christ, both in public and private life. See the Encyclical Ubi Arcano de Concilio, paragraph 47. The reestablishment of Christ's kingdom, we will be working most effectively toward a lasting world peace. See Encyclical Ubi Arcano de Concilio, paragraph 49. Only in this kingdom of Christ can we find that true human equality by which all men are ennobled and made great by the self same nobility and greatness, for each is ennobled by the precious blood of Christ. See Encyclical Ubi Arcano de Concilio, Paragraph 58. Signed, Athanasius Schneider, Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of St. Mary in Astania. June 4, 2020.